It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Oklahoma City Thunder held their introductory press conference with all of the Thunder rookies over the weekend. Sam Presti makes a huge comment on the future of Lou Dort and the Thunder. Plus, Jermichael Green is not for long in OKC. Find out what the rookies had to say and so much more on today's Lockdown Thunder podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team... Every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network. Your teams every day. I am your host, media member, and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Pod. On today's show, brought to you by betonline.net. We will dive into everything from the introductory press conference over the weekend, from Sam Presti to the Jalens to Usman Jiang, Chet Holmgren, and we even heard from the head ball coach, Mark Dagnall. And Sam Presti had a lot of interesting things to say including Lou Dort picking up his $1.9 million team option. Uh, Sam Presti will do that for Lou Dort. What does that mean for his future in OKC? Plus, where will Jermichael Green end up? And how are we going to tell apart the two Jalens and everything else that happened over the weekend? But let's start with Sam Presti. Uh, Obviously, Sam Presti had a ton to talk about after uh, the press conference was over. So during the press conference that you got to see on you know, social media and through the Thunder live stream, he was asked about Lou Dort. Lou Dort has a $1.9 million team option that the Thunder needed to decide on on Wednesday. Free agency opens up on Thursday instead of the typical July 1st. It opens up on uh, June 30th. So it's an important note. When people say July 1st for an X, you know, for an X, uh, you know, for, for an X, whatever the case is, right? Like, oh, their cap space expires June 1st or July 1st, so to say. In this case, it'll be June 30th. That's whenever the new league year turns over. That was what I was trying to say. The new league year will turn over, in this case, on June 30th because of uh, the way that the agency lines up. So whenever you hear the buzzword July 1st, it's actually June 30th. Uh, so that being said, Sam Presti will pick up Ludort's $1.9 million team option. And that sounds on the surface level like a no-brainer. Of course you want Lou Dort back. Of course you want him back on a bargain contract worth only $1.9 million. And this all just sounds like a well-duh scenario. But it's important to note what happens because of this. By picking up his option, Lou Dort is in line to become an unrestricted free agent in 2023. They can hammer out a long-term deal steal this offseason, but the max you can offer him is four-year uh, worth $15 million per year. So it's a four-year deal worth just shy of fifteen million. They were on the ballpark of like fourteen five or something like that. So let's just call it fifteen million. 
Uh, and, you know, that's still really good value for Lou Dort. Reminder that Oklahoma City is over the cap space come the, third, come the 30th because that's whenever the shade contract kicks in at 30.5. That's whenever uh, Kimba Walker's dead money, again, continues at 27.4. Jermichael Green is owed 8.2. Favors is owed $10 million on top of the rookie deals. But even though the Thunder are over the cap, because they have Lou Dort's bird rights, they can still re-sign him to the max deal or anything short of the max deal as well. They, they can still re-sign him to whatever number they want to because they have his bird rights. And so why this is so shocking or, or maybe not shocking, but newsworthy, because it does, again, sound pretty self-explanatory that the Thunder are going to want him back and, and pick up his option. Because if the Thunder were to decline this option, which they still could do, but Sam Presti is very calculated whenever he talks, especially to the media, and uh, he does not miss misspeak often, right? So if he says something's going to happen, it's going to happen. Uh, so why it's such a big deal is because if they were to decline that player, that, that, that team option of 1.9, then Lou Dort would become a restricted free agent. And so what that would mean is the Thunder still have his bird rights, still can offer him uh, more money, still can offer him uh, his contract despite being over the cap, but if he were to go sign with somebody else and somebody lured him away, whenever there's only uh, a few teams that have cap space, someone were to lure him away, the Thunder have the first right of refusal and can just match the contract and can just match it and sign him to that same deal. So you give yourself protection there to work out a long-term deal. You give yourself, um, you know, every protection you can have. It creates a more stable environment when working out a long-term contract. So to forego that is pretty noteworthy to me. Uh, I think that with this move to pick it up, sure, you're keeping your clean cap sheet in 2023 because honestly, uh, while they could still extend him, they could still sign him to that max contract, it'd be a lot easier mechanically to just decline it, decline the, the team option, and then uh, sign him because of the fact that you know you, you get him into restricted free agency and not into not, not the dangers of going to unrestricted free agency. Uh, on top of that. So you keep the clean cap sheet in 2023, but you risk losing Lou Dort, one of the team's best assets for nothing. Whenever you, you know, pick up his team option, because if he doesn't sign an extension, after you do that, he can go anywhere he wants to this off season. So you better have a fantastic plan for all that cap space. If you don't see the value in $15 million per year to Lou Dort. And I'm not saying that that's right or wrong, whether the Thunder don't have a plan, they obviously have a plan. Uh, but it's just interesting to me, whenever we're talking about Ludwig's future with the Thunder, and I know we all love him, and I know that we all think he's great, and we all you know respect what he does on the floor. If you're more concerned with a clean cap sheet in 2023 than $15 million per year, uh, that kind of tells you where he's he's kind of viewed, in my opinion. And, and that kind of tells you to keep your antennas up or any sort of move that can happen down the line involving Ludor in a trade. Uh, so Sam Presti also doesn't typically let guys hit unrestricted free agency. And if we don't see a deal agreed to quickly, like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, um, between Ludor and the Thunder, then I really hesitate to believe that he'll be here past the trade deadline because you just really cannot risk losing him in unrestricted free agency for nothing, for absolutely nothing. And this is going to be a weird season for Lou Dort, right? It's going to be a very weird season. He's going to have a new role. He's going to have fewer offensive touches. He's still going to play elite defense, but he's going to have to conform more uh, to a role that will likely see him in for the for the remainder of his career, right? 
And and that can be really good for Lou Dort because if you look at his three-point shooting, in his career, he's gone 30%, 35%, and 33% overall. However, if you take away those unnecessary above-the-break threes, which he should not be shooting at all, and you only look at corner shooting from three, from the corners, he's gone 31% year one, 46% year two, 44% last year, which is really, really good, especially when you mix in how well he plays uh, defensively. And now you won't ask him to have to do much with the ball in his hands anymore because you have more guys who can do that. That will help him look better a ton offensively. The problem with trading Ludor and, and why I think that, you know, this is such a perplexing situation is with Ludor only be only making $1.9 million, it's going to be hard to play the salary matching game in trades with Ludor and contending teams. And if you were to attach favors to him or attach Jermichael Green to him, kind of hurts his value. Of course, that's also hurting his value because the Thunder don't want to take on long-term money in 2023. So you'd have to be getting back an expiring contract to match money in this case. But obviously, uh, teams can take on the 1.9 in the trade, and we'll just kind of see how it all lines out if he were to be traded. My big question remains, what better ways are the Thunder going to spend $15 million next year and, and per year in 2023 and beyond? Or what do they believe that, that could be in the CBA for 2023 to make them not want to assign anyone to an extension this offseason? I would just end with this. If you're looking for reassurance, I struggle to give it to you in terms of Ludort's future in OKC. Although I love Ludort and hope he's here for a very, 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 very long time, um, this is a weird scenario. Uh, I would not be shocked to see him dealt by the trade deadline, especially if we don't see an extension this summer. Obviously, we see the extension this summer, and this, this whole conversation is over with. But the easier route to get to that extension would have been to decline this option, not accept it. So I just, I'm interested to see how this all plays out and what all goes into it. And we'll get that answer pretty quickly this week because if you have an extension lined out with with a guy, you can just announce it. You know, you, you you can talk to your guys. You can just announce it on you know Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, sometime early next week, etc. So we'll see how it all lines out. I mean, remember the the Jeremy Grant thing with Denver. Uh, that was that, that happened July 8th, and of course, free agency opens every year July 1st. So it should not be too too long from now. But of course, this year free agency opens on June 30th for whatever the reason. But that's what he had to say about Lou Dort with his team option. What do you think about the Thunder and Lou Dort's future in OKC? Uh, how would you go about handling it this off season? Let me know down below in the comment section or on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. We're gonna get into Jermichael Green finding a new home. Plus, what the rookies had to say in their first time meeting with the OKC media. But first, I want to say right now, my good friends over at betonline.net, your number one source for all your sports betting needs and sports info. With the latest sports developments, league reviews, news, including this year's NBA playoffs and Major League Baseball, uh, BetOnline is your continued source for all the sport wagering information that you can handle, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline is the best spot for your sports podcasts, news, and reviews. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sport actions, including MMA, boxing, and golf, and baseball. So go right now to the website today or even use your mobile device. And all you got to do is this easy, folks. You type in betonline.net. You go to their sports book. It'll load up the sports book. And while the NBA season might be over, you click on basketball, you click on NBA, and you have this tab, NBA Specials. And you can already bet on things around the NBA, even though the season's over. You can bet on will the Lakers finish over or under sixth place in the Western Conference. What would you bet there if you were 
OKC, if you were kind of a betting person about LA's time. Now, here's a here's a fun one for OKC. You can bet on Chet Holmgren's stat line. Will Chet Holmgren average over or under 13 points per game? Will he average over or under two blocks per game? And will he average seven or more blocks per game? Chet Holmgren's lines at Bet Online. You can go bet on right now. You can do that for Paul Van Carroll, Keegan Murray, Jay Nivey, and Jabari Smith Jr. as well. So check it out today, betonline.net to bet on sports. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOTHUNDERPOD. Email the show, LOTHUNDERPOD at gmail.com. Well, we got even more news from Sam Presti, and this comes from the portion of the presser you didn't get to see. Uh, so after the, after the big portion that was streamed on television and on uh, internet platforms, that you saw with them all at the tables and everything on, on nice and neat, right? After that, we broke off to the side of the room and had individual scrums with Sam Presti, with Mark Dagnall, with every rookie. So in that portion with Sam Presti, whenever it was just kind of us huddled around him in a corner of the room, uh, Clemente Almanza of the Norman Transcript asked him about Jermichael Green. And Sam Presti was flat out that the Thunder are going to move on from Jermichael Green. It's obvious he will not play a game for the Thunder because, as I mentioned before, Sam Presti is very calculated, and he did not do this by mistake. He mentioned that they're working with his agents and that they're going to find him a new home, and they have a long time to do it because, you know, the season doesn't start till October. Uh, but don't go buying a Jermichael Green jersey or don't factor him into the roster at all. So when we're talking about roster crunch here, and we're going to be doing this throughout, uh, you know, the week, we talk about roster crunches, and you see it on Twitter all the time, roster crunch, roster crunch, roster crunch. Guys, this was one of the worst teams in the league last year, right? There's plenty of roster spots to make up, uh, you know, to, to make room for these new rookies. So, uh, Jermichael Green is going to be a casualty of that roster crunch. And for his sake, it's it's a great thing, too, because he can go now and try to hitch, hook on with a contender. Uh, his $8.2 million uh, will not be too bad to try to trade. And also, if worse came to worse, and, and you've boldly proclaimed that he will not be on the team in October, and you don't want to backtrack that or walk that back, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to factor in a buyout or a wave uh, of the $8.2 million and not have that linger into 2023. It'd be easy to kind of limit that to just this year if you needed to free up the roster spot. Look, I have no clue what a trade value could look like for Jermichael Green because the value would not be in the assets you're getting back. The value would be in just the fact that you're opening up playing time in a roster spot for young players. But as a reminder, if you if you forgot how the Thunder got Jermichael Green because this has been a world run of a, of a month, uh, before the draft, the week before the draft, they traded Jermichael, uh, for Jermichael Green. They gave up the 30th pick in future seconds. The 30th pick ended up being Peyton Watson and got back a 2027 top five protected first round pick from Denver, which will be top five protected in 27, 28, and 29. Uh, and, and if it doesn't convey in one of those three years, then uh, it'll be a couple seconds. So we'll see how the Nuggets do in 2027. And Jermichael Green, thank you uh, for your service to OKC. 
Uh, Sam Presti had a few more things to say, and then we're going to get into the players. Uh, so Presti was asked flat out, does this draft, you you know, you bring in four new players um, this cycle, you brought in four new players last draft, does this draft accelerate things in the rebuild? He made it very clear that absolutely does not, and that they are still a pace car. Uh, look, the, the pace car analogy, all that fun stuff, but as I said Friday, the rebuild's not over. The rebuild is not over at all. And young teams typically do not win a lot of games. And Sam Presti has already said, if they're not in the absolute thick of things, uh, then they're going to shift their 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 goals a bit at some point in the season. That's code word for they're going to tank. He can't outright say that. He'd be fine and the organization would be fine and all that good stuff. So he can't outright say that. But at every opportunity he's been given, he's been trying to give you the tea leaves and trying to give you the answers that you're looking for and what next year is going to look like. They're going to play the first half of the year and be very fun, be very awesome, uh, be trying to win. In all likelihood, they're not going to win because they're a very young team. And young teams have trouble closing out games and have trouble uh, you know, winning basketball contests in the NBA. And then at around the halfway point, if they're not really in it, or at some point that they deem necessary, they'll make the proper shift to just solely focus on development. However... What I don't want you to take from that is that the Thunder are going to be as bad this year as they were last year. They improved from two years ago to last year. They're going to improve from last year to this year. And and, and just by sure numbers, just by sheer numbers, when you look at the 22 people on this roster and you factor in who they're likely going to get rid of this offseason to get down to 17 you know, and 17 factors on the two-way deals as well, when you think about what the, what the 17 people on the roster should be come October, you're out of room in terms of just outright bad and outright meaningless players, right? Gabriel Deck, Paul Watson, those type of players did not factor a lick into the Thunder development or rebuild or anything involving the organization. They didn't even last the entire season in OKC last year. Xavier Simpson, you know, guys like that, Melvin Frazier, Scotty Hopson, who's 50 years old, didn't factor a lick into the organization. You're running out of room for those kind of guys. So no matter who they put on the floor, they don't have enough spots to put on the floor guys you're not interested in. So next year, I can't promise you a wins and loss record. I can't promise you the postseason. I can't promise you much of anything in terms of what the record will be, but I can promise you next year will be a year you want to start tuning in. If you've been somebody who's been tuning out on the Thunder because they're in the rebuild stage, now's the time to hook back in. Now's the time to plug back in. And yes, you're going to have to deal with some losses, more than you're accustomed to. If you've been checking out these last couple of years, and the last year you really paid attention was maybe 2020, you know, with that magical run in the bubble. If you're just now checking back in, there's going to be some losses. But I promise you this year is going to be a very, very, very fun year to watch Thunder basketball. And you're going to get to see these guys grow and right before your eyes develop into NBA players. And you want to be a part of that for whenever this team in 2023 or 2024 takes that step into contention. You're going to want to say that you saw this team at this stage because this is the fun stage. I'll be honest with you, the last couple of years, we're not the fun stage. They were the dreadful stage. This is the fun This is the fun stage. This is not teeth-pulling. This is going to be awesome. Even though they might not win a ton of games on the record-wise and on the record sheet, I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, this team will be fun. Uh, and then Sam Presti also confirmed what I've been reporting this entire offseason. I've told you this entire offseason. The Thunder are comfortable picking four rookies. 
They're comfortable picking four rookies. And then national people try to say, well, you know, I'm hearing from other teams that the Thunder uh, aren't going to want to bring in four rookies because of the roster crunch. Folks, they were one of the worst teams in the league last year. They, they don't care about the roster crunch. They were one of the worst teams in the league. The Thunder cannot be the black eye of the sport for 11 months. And then this 12th month here say, you know, they really got too many guys to, to, to bring in four new rookies. I mean, it was obvious that the, the, the Thunder were always, always, always comfortable bringing in four players if they saw value in four players in this draft. And they absolutely did. And Sam Presley put it best. You can't freak out and stop yourself from making a move because you don't have a, a room for him at the table, or in this case, a roster, right away. You still have to make the move that you think is best for your organization. And then you figure out the rest later. And if if Isaiah Roby's a casualty of, of going and getting your guy in Usman Jiang, so be it, right? Like, like just because you have a guy listed on your roster right now doesn't mean anything. You have until October to figure all this out. And so the Thunder have always been comfortable taking on four rookies, and that never changed, even after they traded the pick 30 away. And they went and got four rookies that they really like, and, and we'll see how they pan out in their careers. But coming up, let's talk about what the rookies had to say themselves on the Lockdown Thunder podcast. But first, I want to tell you right now, pretty good friends over at Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family-owned business serving auto parts online for 20 years. That's right, 20 years ago, you could have been going to RockAuto.com and finding all of the parts that your car would ever need, all the parts your car will ever use, Make sure that you check them out today. And I want to tell you right now that rockout.com is so easy to use because you just put your your car uh, name and year, everything like that kind of basic information, and they're only going to show you car parts that are compatible with your vehicle. That way you're not wasting time, effort, or money on parts you cannot use or parts you don't even need. So make sure you check them out today at rockauto.com. Folks, you can save 30, 50 even 100% at rockauto.com. So make sure you check them out. You know, you can find stuff like floor mats and windshield wipers. You can also find stuff like engines and, and, and heavy-duty stuff there as well. So check them out today, rockauto.com. Tell them Lockdown sent you in the How Did You Hear About Us box, and they'll know what to do from there. Rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. Let's talk now about what the rookies themselves had to say at the uh, introductory pressers and scrums. So let's start with Chet Holmgren. Chet Holmgren confirmed the reports that OKC was where he wanted to be. Uh, He will be wearing number seven, and Darius Baisley will switch number 55 uh, in the process. He says that OKC has a great vision and that his message, of course, is to bet on yourself, and he's betting on himself. And then Mark talked about how the Thunder are going to fit in Chet Holmgren into the game plans and strategies and and he says he's not ready to box Chet in yet. Like He doesn't want to just say, hey, this is how we're going to use him because it's June. 
and there's a long ways away, and you have nine years with this guy. If he pans out, you're going to sign to that second contract, and you have nine years with this guy. Uh, you don't want to you don't want to kind of box him in too soon, obviously. Uh, the one thing I want to talk about with Chet's presser, like the other stuff is just kind of, oh, cool, he's wearing a number over here, or of course he said he wants to be, wants to be with the Thunder the whole time, stuff like that. The one thing I want to talk about with, with Chet Holmgren, and, and this is probably, um, you know, this is probably something that I'm overblowing, but I've been in multiple media scrums now with Chet Holmgren, pre-draft, uh, of course, the presser that you all saw, the presser, uh, you know, the, the scrum after what you all saw. And he always makes mention, and, and he's also done this on social media. He's done this on interviews that you see on TV or TikTok or anything like that. Every media thing I've been a part of or has or I've seen him be a part of, he's always brought up this notion. He calls himself a foodie, which if you don't know what that is, like someone who loves food and like loves trying new things and just loves, uh, you know, kind of exotic food or, or just food that, that, that they're not accustomed to. Uh, he loves, he calls himself a foodie and he always makes mention and he said this multiple times that I see all the memes that people say I don't eat or I need to eat or, or whatever. Uh, I eat, I like food. I'm a foodie and I'm trying to get, you know, bigger, you know, and, and trying to, you know, work on his frame, things like that. Can we just stop with those jokes that he doesn't eat? Like, I just feel like that's a pretty, like, it's not really that haha funny whenever it's a guy who's outright, like he hasn't, of course, outright said this, but when you make this many references to it, it's pretty clear that it gets under his skin about like the idea that he doesn't eat food. Like he, he eats food. He likes food. He's trying to work on his body. Like let's not continue to say, Oh, he needs to eat five cheeseburgers or this guy never eats food ever. Like, no, he eats food. He's, he's eating what, what the teams are telling him to eat and what he's trying to, you know, he's accomplishing what he's trying to do food wise. So maybe let's not make food jokes about Chet Holmgren anymore, especially whenever he's kind of made reference to them getting annoying uh, as, as memes and, and jokes that he kind of dispels. Uh, that's just kind of, for me personally, it just kind of feels kind of icky to keep doing that same old joke. And we, and we do it with Poku too. I mean, I mean, fans do it with Poku too all the time and still do it with Poku as well. Um, but here's a guy telling you he eats. Let's stop saying he doesn't eat because it, you know, to reference it so many times, it's clearly kind of, if not getting under skin, just kind of rude and annoying uh, nonetheless. But moving on to the Jalen's and Usman Jiang. So, Jalen Williams from Santa Clara is J-Dub. Jalen Williams from Arkansas is J-Will. That's how they're going to kind of distinguish themselves apart. Uh, of course, Jalen Williams from Santa Clara being J-Dub, he is wearing the number eight. And I asked him at the press conference uh, if it's for Kobe Bryant because he did post a TikTok in January uh, talking about how Kobe Bryant got him into basketball and how uh, he wanted to be a basketball player because of Kobe Bryant. Uh, and he did confirm that, Kobe's the reason why he's wearing number eight as a tribute to him. Uh, and then, just as an aside, the Thunder have never reissued the number 24, which is retired in uh, in Sonic's history for Spencer Haywood. So if you're wondering why he switched numbers to, to eight instead of 24 or whatever, uh, the Thunder have just never reassigned that number. And so I, um, I've asked around. No one really knows um, if it's officially retired by the Thunder. Of course, they're not hanging up in the, in the rafters of, of Paycom Center or anything like that, but it's pretty strange they've never reissued them if they're not honoring those retired numbers until Seattle gets a new team. So even more incentive for Seattle to get their new team, to get their team back, I should say, uh, in expansion uh, to give that history back to them and, and free up the number 24 and uh, a few others. I know Nate McMillan's uh, numbers retired number 10. So there you have it. J-Dub's wearing number eight for Kobe. 
I also asked JW in the in the kind of scrum I posted on Twitter if he's going to do a TikTok crossover with Josh Giddy. Uh, he said they're going to talk about it, and uh, it was pretty a uh, funny time. Uh, JW is wearing number six, and then Usman Jiang is wearing number thirteen. A uh, quick note on Usman Jiang is that the Cavs and Thunder were both having a bidding war to go get Usman uh, in the trade with New York. Obviously, the Thunder won out in, in the bidding war for pick eleven. Just as a quick aside, obviously the, the Cavs took. Uh, Evan Mobley at three last year, who Woj reports was Sam Presti's number one target in last year's draft. And so now they both agree on Mobley. Now they both agree on uh, Usman Jing. Of course, last year, the Mobley thing, they just, they just kind of had to take the third guy that fell. But it's still funny that it's two straight drafts of the Cavs and Thunder targeting the same guy. Uh, so Summer League update. Also at this media scrum, it was announced by Mark that Cam Woods will be the head coach of the Summer League team. He got to do he got to do some head coaching duty last year in Vegas due to COVID, and now it's his show to run uh, the whole time in Vegas. That'll be so fun. Cam Woods, if you don't know, is a Thunder assistant coach, and he's been the pioneer of the Thunder defense and, and why the Thunder have had a top 15 defense even last year as a tanking team. So credit to him. Congratulations to Cam Woods. Uh, that's awesome. Happy for him. Uh, and then also... Poku and Josh Giddy will only play, it sounds like we'll only play in the Salt Lake City portion. Uh, I think that some people took not going to Vegas as in not playing in Summer League at all. But if you remember Sam Presti's in the end of the year press conference way back at the end of the season before the playoffs started, he did say that, you know, they're going to play in two Summer Leagues, Vegas and uh, Salt Lake City, and that Salt Lake City will be used for veterans. And so it seems like since Josh Giddy's back in OKC, they are going to go to Summer League, obviously. People go there. I mean, even LeBron goes to Summer League and he goes in supports. Uh, but it seems like Josh Giddy will be in Salt Lake City and playing in Summer League in Salt Lake City, and then they won't play in Vegas. Uh, they'll, they'll play the three games in Salt Lake City and then move on with their with their summer uh, and go support the guys in Vegas uh, the next day. So that kind of seems to be where we're at. We'll talk more about Summer League once we get the official roster, but those are some of the two news and notes around the Summer League roster as of right now. Uh, there's also some undrafted guys, uh, Gabe Brown, that, that signed in OKC, but who really cares right now? We'll talk about that whenever we get the big picture roster out there as well. Uh, so coming up on Lockdown Thunder, tomorrow we'll have winners and losers from the NBA draft. Wednesday, we're going to power rank every single player on the Thunder roster. Thursday, we're going to have a free agency preview and update on the decisions made by OKC on the team options of Mike Muscala, Isaiah Roby, and Lou Dort. And then Friday, we're going to recap day one of free agency and dive into how specifically do these four Thunder rookies fit into the plan in OKC long term. Uh, we'll talk about that on Friday a lot in depth as well. So until then, follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. Uh, follow the show on Twitter at Hello Thunderpod. Subscribe to the show anywhere you get your podcast from. And until next time, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.